Welcome back to the pod, listeners. As always, I am the other Chris. It's your uh, good friend, Uncle Bobby B. And I be the OG Chris. Welcome back, friends. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I would do some, you know, classic pirate hijinks and voices, but the pirates we're talking about today are very different. They don't uh, adhere to those old yar pirate rules, okay? So stay, stay away from it. They are the typical kind of pirates, right? Mm, and like that. Hey, <laughs> you had to throw in one. Had to throw in one. Yeah. <laughs> That's that it. joke from the resident dad on the podcast. That's all, that's all I got. That's all I got. So we might have missed the initial hype wave on it, but it's so good that we have to talk about it. Netflix's One Piece, an adaptation of the manga by Achira Oda, as well as the world famous uh, anime by the same name, same author, writer. So have you guys... Like, let me start off with, did you guys know anything about One Piece before the show? What was your knowledge of One Piece before watching the show? I, myself, am a huge crazy fan. I've read every issue of the manga. I kind of hate anime in general. I like a lot of animes, but like animes of these shonen shows that have all this filler and kind of like are geared towards kids. Like the mangas can be kind of dark and adult and the animes are just too childish for me. So I, I don't know much about the anime, I will say outright. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. The, from what I'd known, I remember you bringing it up a couple of times. I was actually listening to a couple old pods and we talked about worlds we wanted to live in, animated worlds and, or just fantasy worlds in general. And you brought up One Piece. And I've I've known, I've seen like the, the character uh, uh, Luffy, right? L- Luffy. 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 Yeah. Luffy. I've seen his character before, memes, just clips and stuff like that, but I, I never got into it until you uh, brought up the live action. And being a fan of anime, not so much recently, but just in general growing up, I was curious to see how this was going to be translated into live action. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. So yeah, the, the, I just initially you talking about it and just seeing the characters and kind of being in, in that world of uh, social media with anime stuff. It's kind of uh, just very little knowledge of it. Yeah, I knew absolutely nothing. Like literally nothing. Okay. I, I guess I am at the floor that Chris was that I could probably recognize that Monkey D. Luffy came from One Piece, but other and I heard the name before. Um, but I am someone who gets totally um scared off from a show or series or anime or whatever it is once i look at the binge clock and it's like 40 days to complete this yeah. <laughs> uh so that was a non-starter so i was kind of excited when the netflix review started coming in it was genuinely positive so i was at a bit of a dearth for content and i was like oh, i'm gonna watch this people have given this a thumbs up and man i freaking loved it i loved the world i loved the characters I love that they were like it was I've watched I've watched quite a few animes and I like that this is like this is that goofy anime nature almost like all the stereotypes there's the hungry hero who's always eating there's the dude who loves chicks too much um there's the strong willed woman character and I was like oh they have are the archetypes here uh but they leaned in so hard and didn't shy away and made it almost caricatures that it made it so fun um so yeah it's glad I went in blind uh, and know nothing about the story cuz uh, I really loved it 
and sad when it came to an end so quickly. Nice. Yeah, I was very scared because like I said, I'm a huge fan of the manga. I discovered it when it was like maybe 400 chapters in and now they're on chapter almost 1100 and I've read all, all of them. It comes out weekly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, and mangas and animes have a, a general tendency to suck in their live action adaptations, you know, from Avatar to Dragon Ball Z to Death Note to fucking Cowboy Bebop, which is a great anime. So that one sucked to see you get murdered. So I was kind of like, well, this Ninja is Ninja Turtles, be- Turtles in Time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, <laughs> you know, what have you. But I, I so I was kind of like, oh, a huge One Piece fan. Netflix is doing another adaptation. It's going to suck. That's what I went into it thinking, like, you know, whatever. But I love it so much. And then it didn't suck. Just the fact that it didn't completely fucking suck balls was a success to me. And then it became like a great show. Like they did really well. The casting, like Bobby, what you said about how it feels like that fun they captured like that magic kind of an anime and i really think that has to do with great casting especially for luffy like he feels like the character i know and love from the story so fucking huge shout out to the actors and whoever cast them for those roles because they're killing it yeah i would say uh like i mentioned i didn't watch the 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 anime or read the manga so didn't have too much knowledge of it other than like we're saying kind of knowing the characters and I feel like you have to go in and, and I know it's hard to not compare. Obviously, it's like, oh, such beloved animes or mangas. It's hard not to compare live action, right? But not knowing too much in it and just diving into it and kind of enjoying the live action for being a live action because you're never going to get the same feel, right? A- a- anime just has a certain tone and this certain cadence to it that you just can't capture in live action and i think one piece it feels like an anime but it's also standing on its own too as well the live action and yeah just really enjoy the series and really looking forward to season two i'm glad uh chris you mentioned the casting because i didn't have the background of who these characters were or what they were like but the actors that they casted in them felt like they were plucked right into this world and i don't know it's just like almost when you watch the original star wars like uh, those characters, Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Um, Carrie Fisher is Princess Leia. Like it was like Han <laughs> Harrison Ford, although he had been in some other things, like he is Han Solo. So that's how these characters kind of felt to me. And that's a pretty high praise. I get that, especially on this podcast, but it really felt like they spent the time trying to find out who would exactly fit in this world. And they, they just crushed it. You just get enamored with the writing and it's really elevated by uh, these, these, actors playing these characters yeah for me it was especially uh, like i said luffy played by inaki godoy i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing any of these names and then sanji played by taz skyler i mean everyone it played really well but those two fucking just killed it for me and then to hear that sanji like took uh their character that played him took cooking classes and was like cooking for the whole cast on set and like really took the character on in that sense and like got a fucking uh, black belt like kickboxing i'm like damn so cool they all took the role seriously and netflix spent the money to like make the show fucking awesome and it seems like it's taken the world by storm it's been number one for a long time when it was out and seen a lot of people talk about it it's already got greenlit for season two which is great and the uh the virtual effects they did an amazing job with it i thought some of these powers like seeing it on paper how are you gonna make him stretching out not look super cheesy and weird and they did it really well I was impressed. So, what do you call his his super punch? Like his stretchy super punch is a there's a name for it. Something pistol, gumu gumu jet pistol. Yeah, gumu gumu gum gum whatever. Again, <laughs> yeah. again so, 
listeners, I binged the show in like two days, so I'm not gonna know everything about it. I was trying to do my do my homework, but yeah, to just like you said, the the visual aspect of it felt like again in in anime, you know, and not to directly compare, but you, you have to, right? And it just felt like that world really lived up to the world that you know and so many others around the world come to know and and i'm sure there's little things here and there that's you know some people might gripe on but it's like it's never going to be perfect right don't expect a perfect product i mean the world these days all the content and media we get if you go in just like like i would even say low expectation but just going with an open mind i feel like you enjoy a lot more things and that's just what i felt with this show and just enjoying all the characters and the quirks and so i i would i thought some of the dialogue would get cringy because it, you're trying to adaptate anime manga into live action. I was like, Oh, this works, dude. It's genuinely funny. These characters have such great chemistry with each other. Another kind of the, the bad news bears of pirates, right? They're like this slacker. Kind yeah, of absolutely. And it works so well. And just all the characters feel genuine and yeah, man, just uh top notch casting for sure. Uh, one of the, like I was saying, the powers and the casting are so great. Um, I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, but the guy who plays Buggy the Clown, because in the in the manga, he he's menacing at first, but he grows to kind of be like a joke of a character over time. He's never really as dark as they went in the Netflix adaptation. So I'm glad oh. that they took him in that direction and seeing him like with the crowd all chained up and kicking ass against Luffy and them was really badass. And he played a deranged clown so well, man. I fucking love to see that a lot. And the choreography with the fighting, it didn't ever feel like cheesy. It did feel um, like real to a sense. Like there are some weights to their attacks and stuff. And it didn't feel kind of like clunky, you know, no, no Boba Fett action here. You know what I liked um, kind of about this world that they built and it has to do with the fighting and what you just were mentioning with the villains. Like while moments had, there were moments of weight, it never took itself too seriously. So the entire ride was fun. Like you just had fun. And there's, I feel like there's not enough TV shows right now where you can just have fun. It's just like, oh, it's got to be moody and it's got to go for awards or it's got to have like witty writing or it's got to have some sort of message about like <laughs> to bring about a better world i'm like sometimes i just want to watch <laughs> tv and like, escapism and it kind of reminiscent of like the office where like a lot of the times like it's just office workers goofing around together like caricatures of office people and sure there's moments when like pam and dwight would have a heartfelt moment but that doesn't drive the series it's not what people tuned in for and it's just kind of nice to have a show that was just like fun for fun's sake yeah dude you nailed it on the head it's like i you know you read comments and i, I try not to because some, something you might love and people just there's also trolls on the internet that just like to see the world burn but it's like just ha have fun with the show man it's uh you know and if you don't then hey just don't watch it but yeah i totally agree I, I like i was mentioning earlier if you just go in open mind and just wanting to have fun and, and like you're saying bob there's enough darkness in the world and don't get me wrong i do love dark gritty slow burning kind of depressing type of shows but you also want to sneak in a couple fun shows here and there yeah those are my favorite type of shows but yeah you gotta be able to just sit back and have a good time 
And it's so good in the show. Like you almost, you know, you know, the good guys are probably going to win in the end, but you're still sitting there like, oh, how are they going to get out of this situation and rooting for them? Like super stoked when they do. So uh, I really love that about the show and how you were saying, Bobby, they kind of keep it like lighthearted, but still heavy with the hits, like how they showed Mihawk. Like this is one of the most powerful guys in the universe and how they show him is just casually on the phone like slapping dudes away you know what i mean you're like oh so this guy's super powerful but it's not him just like gorily murdering legions of dudes he's just kind of like slapping everyone off like yeah okay whatever this isn't even a challenge to me fighting a hundred marines at once i'll be there where do you need me to go or whatnot so i i think they've been doing that well and i'm curious to see how far they're gonna take it because like i said it's 1100 chapters in and still going and they've showed some of the bigger players but there's no way like they could go to where they are now so i'm, I'm curious if they have like an end point of the story or if they'll morph it in some point or some way the uh since you kind of dove into some deeper characters now this is might be the touching into spoiler territory but one but in a general sense something else that i liked about this is that um netflix disney um i don't know that amazon has this problem because they love gore but like all the these shows right now like seem like my biggest complaint is always like plot armor plot armor plot armor and despite being this campy show um they introduced that character that you just mentioned what was his name again uh dracula mihawk yeah so he comes onto the scene you're like oh he's the real deal and then he shows up and meets up with our our heroes and it is not even a contest and you you are like oh shit these guys can die at any second um he pulls out his little baby knife dude from his <laughs> necklace and it was just like it was so good um uh, and i was just like oh my god and like that's there's like two parts around that same episode uh, i don't know if it's the exact same episode where these things happen i think it is where i was just like man they made me care about these characters way too much way too fast because i like got so attached to the guy <laughs> um and he I'll dies now we fucking right <laughs> yeah i couldn't have that um and then the other part of that episode if we're just talking about general things now i just want to i've been waiting like giddy to talk about this i was literally almost in tears <laughs> um okay maybe a couple fell um with the whole cook story line that they did that so fucking well and oh, that yeah, like dude. side red legs yeah when we've been talking about characters like the side characters you mentioned the clown pirate whatever his name was like people who are have maybe 15 minutes of screen time in this entire 10 hours of run and they they are just they're delivering just as hard as these other people are like i this that heartfelt goodbye from the chef i was just like god damn it this is beautiful <laughs> yeah man it is an amazing series i highly recommend reading the manga to anyone out there including you bobby who likes the show because you get so much more with all these characters that you love you get all their background stories they go into it and it's some of my favorite characters in all of media dude like all of media i don't know if we'll ever get to the point where like trafalgar law gets introduced or the dude who trained him corazon dude one of the most heartbreaking backstories of a character I've ever seen in any medium. Definitely had some tears rolling down my cheek at the end of that one, dude. So go out and read it, uh, anyone out there listening, because it give is a, Give awesome. a free plug. Where do you read this? Free plug. Um, I would just read the Shonen Jump app. It's $3 a month, and you can read all of their comics on there, the entire series. You can just subscribe through your iPhone. I hate, to be a, I hate to be a shill, but three bucks to read a bunch of good content is, is dude, not much. Done. Awesome. Done. Share the app after this with me. You can text nice and download it tonight. Done. So, so Chris, uh, obviously the show can't cover as much as any piece of literature. There's, manga. there's no way. But how close is is the show? I mean, obviously characters and stuff, but are, are they taking kind of liberties in 
the story and kind of maybe not changing too much up, but just obviously you got to keep a flow for uh, an actual live action show. So how, how close is it to, to the manga? Would you say? Oh, I'd say very close, like 90% same as the manga. Like really all Ooh. the story beats are the same. Everything they're hitting is the same. They're just kind of like some characters are getting trimmed out. You know, you just can't have such an eclectic cast. So it's like, Oh, you know, when they went to, you know, at the end of the season, Fishman Island, there's a couple other fishmen that had prominent roles. One of them, um, Hachi, is one of my favorite ones. He's octopus. And I think, you know, they just can't have too many characters for people to follow. And then also, like, someone like the octopus is probably a shitload of CGI money. So for right. him being a smaller side character, they're like, yeah, we can't, you know. So just things like that. They're kind of just trimming parts of the story, kind of some of the side stuff the filler if you would but the main beats there they're right on it which is cool and what did you guys think of arlong the the villain of this this arc i liked arlong i liked i was more interested in everybody else in the world and he's fine and he's a good baddie um i like he's just kind of more pure evil which not the best uh, as far as motives goes i almost was interested further in like uh luffy's grandpa like that that storyline um but yeah, Arlong, Arlong's cool. He was kind of a badass. Without spoiling, I mean, okay, manga spoiler for anyone out there a little bit, but you do learn later that the Arlong pirates, like, you know, the fishmen and stuff, they were super enslaved for a long time by humans. That's what, and like, that was that was cool. Really like, oppressed. Was, I guess it was, yes. And he was part of another group of pirates called the, the, the Sun Pirates, the Fisher Tiger Pirates, and they were awesome, but their leader got fucking murdered by the humans, and they all got disbanded, and so he took a few of them and made the Arlong Pirates, and he was kind of like forever bitter. So when you learn more of his motivations, you were like, well, I get it, but you also, you're a piece of shit, man. Luffy had to beat your ass. And he did. Um, what was I going to say? The um, oh, kind of in the world building aspect. Um, not necessarily on the villain side of it, but the um, I appreciated that there was like no exposition or not a ton. Like I feel like these world building shows often try to do that, and this one kind of just threw you into it, a la Game of Thrones esque, where they um, like they never explain like those snail phones, <laughs> you just or like you understand like the motives, what they're trying to do, and get to uh, basically the grand line. Um, but uh, it, you get to learn gradually just along the way what that is. They don't like do a whole speech for ten minutes on why it's important. So I just kind of appreciated that. Like it didn't treat the even though. I think it was, it didn't get too graphic, so it's probably still friendly for kids. Like, they didn't treat the audience like kids, which was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely like the slow info drip, kind of letting you see it and fill it out as yourself. And in the manga, I don't know if they ever really explain it either. Those Den Den Mushi is what they're called, and they're just their their phones and their screens are are snail things. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> that's That's just the world it is. No explanation necessary. Out of the one thing they did change is in the show, the Den Den Mushi looks like the person who owns it. But in the manga, when someone calls you on it, the snail's face kind of has features of the person calling you. So like if Fig was calling me, it'd be like a little Den Den Mushi, probably like with a mustache and shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty funny. We should change our... Uh, our... We had the technology. We could change our like uh, album cover to uh, us as Den Den Mushi for the episode. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. I can test out test out some AI, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the author Oda, he does not. He doesn't want to be like famous or recognized. He really likes his privacy, so he doesn't do like if he does interviews and stuff. His face is always like blurred out. Like if you watch the interview he did with the main actor, of this he's just got like a a fish over his head the whole time, like a cartoon of a fish. Uh. Uh, so when he did the announcement for season two, he had a Den Den Mushi that was made to look kind of like like him. And that's what did the announcement for season two instead of him. So it's pretty funny. 
that's cool that's, that's cool, a funny man. like time dude it, that'd be awesome because anytime you do you're like what crazy thing could i do to cover my face and that just be your call to action while still keeping your privacy i like that i like that a lot uh, a question I had for you dudes that's a little bit now steering away from the series as a whole, but it's seemingly to me, it was almost like what uh, if you're an occupation, almost like clown pirates, um, there was cook pirates. So I started thinking like, what would be a fun occupation as also a pirate? <laughs> hey. um, and so I was wondering if you guys could think of it. My gut instinct, since I'll, I, I want to give you guys a second to probably ponder this because i am dropping this to you on the spot no prep work here listeners um the first one that i was like uh creatively like dentistry pirate could be kind of funny <laughs> um the costume would be good you'd have like laughing gas and like a lot of tools to work with easy hook hand there so like to me that was like a an easy my first instinct but i'm sure there's there's more creative ones um an easy game to vote someone off the off the island uh, and all this pirate talk so mm. i don't know if you guys have one not top of mind I mean, Ooh. just going with the, you know, where we live and where we're from, Vegas theme, dude. You could be like gambling pirates, man. Oh. Like a, a floating floating casino is your thing. And you just kind of, you know, hey, draw you in to go to our casino and we're robbing you there. But then we're also fucking robbing your boat while you're over here, dude. We got our other crew on your boat robbing dude, you. Dude, so. I like that. That reminds me of the uh, first, first, second episode of Cowboy Bebop when they go to like the space casino. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, man, fucking casino pirates, dude. You could do a lot of gags you could do with that one, man. I guess to to kind of couple that, I would do, I was thinking like something like uh, uh, Siegfried and Roy, but having like a, like a show, like you're showcasing, maybe not tigers, maybe some crazy animal, like you're just, like you have like- Almost like alligators. a circus, like a clown would have. Circ, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that that's really a, a thing, <laughs> the clown circus. <laughs> but I was thinking more like theatrics of things, like, like a zookeeper almost and just having like a gang of animals and you, you want magician you want magician pirate and you train them to be your first mate so you had a bunch of gorillas on your side and monkeys. Oh, that'd be pretty sweet dude that's that's what i was thinking not so much a circus but maybe like a zoo zookeeper zookeeper pirates i just started thinking i was like who has the coolest like equipment and garbage truck so like garbage truck pirates just yeah. like going around and like because someone's got to you can't just throw all this trash into the ocean or that probably would uh cause some problems with these fish pirates that are already mad at us for enslaving them so um, you, i would imagine that the fish the fish pirates the uh <laughs> trash pirates are a rowdy bunch <laughs> did you come across a lot of really cool crews in the anime like the the big bomb pirates they're basically like a candy land bunch of pirates and a lot of their crews are based around food power devil fruit powers so they get he gets really creative with it sometimes oftentimes 1100 chapters in and i'm like how the fuck does he keep coming up with new character designs new places new powers all this shit like it's pretty mind-boggling man and he he ties stuff back to the very beginning of the story so long ago too it's it's really crazy uh, one question, one last question I want to ask you about the show to get your thoughts on it as people who haven't read the manga at all. What do you think about the drawbacks of eating a devil fruit and you no longer can swim in salt water in the ocean and you're going to be a fucking pirate sailing on the ocean? If you have the opportunity in this world, would you eat a devil fruit or would you try to be someone like Zoro or Sanji who's just extremely powerful through training in this world? 
I just speaking about it's not a twist. It's just like a world fact, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, what definitely. Clever, a fact. What clever writing? Like, I was so blown away. Like, obviously, that's from the the source material, but just like it, it was so well done. Um, and yes, yes, because I like it's such a shortcut to greatness. Um, so if you get it right, like, I think it's worth the risk. Um, you got to risk it for the biscuit, as the kids say. Easy, easy, yes, too. As well, <laughs> I mean. You're a pirate. It's like, how often? Like, I've been on a bunch of boats, and obviously you go into the water, but that's on, you know, purpose. Like, how often do you fall? Like, yeah, you're a pirate. Maybe you're fighting, but to have certain abilities, it just had to be a hard, hard to not want to have that, you know? So, gonna be a, gonna be a cold, hard yes for myself. Same here, man. I would eat it right away. And there are known devil fruits. Like if you die and you're a devil fruit user, the devil fruit comes back. It grows again in in nature. It'll come back. So like over time, famous users, there's like books that say, hey, this is this fruit. This is what it looks like. This is the power it has. So you could find a fruit and know what the fuck it is. Or you could find one and just be like, well, hope this is a cool power. You know what I mean? So you, you are rolling the dice a little bit. But I myself, yeah, I would eat it right away. And then I just recruit a fishman onto my crew and be like, dude, if I get knocked over, your job is to fucking get my ass out of the ocean, man. Just <laughs> part of my armor slash like attire would just be the, the laser whips. To- to float <laughs> yes you eat the dragon fruit you look down unzip your pants you're like i got a fucking waist uh, fucking razor whip downstairs now it's just how That's, it is that sounds like a curse <laughs> sounds like sounds like you split your wife in half and not the good way dude you could be Our, a, a pirates don't have wives hey, pirates don't have wives multiple wives <laughs> Yeah, you could be like the you get like the whip whip fruit, dude, and just be able to turn any part of your body into a whip and just just Alex's dream. Is there anybody who eats double fruits in this show or in the in the source material? Who eats double fruits? No, double fruit. Like eats two different fruits. Well, you die nope. if you eat two fruits. Whoa. Okay. And there what is uh What if you eat three I fruits? Wanna, I don't want to spoil. Now you're back to the odds again. Uh, yeah, they say if you if you eat two, you just like basically fucking yeah, it explodes, spontaneously combust. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right. Well, one piece. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you guys wanted to talk about with it? Thoughts for the that, future? That fucking cook episode had your boy crying. And then you when I saw him again in the last episode, had me crying again. Fucking love that guy. Yeah, I like when they're all kicking ass in the in the last couple episodes, man. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. No, that was good um the last episode is like kind of just getting back to that like feel good feeling this will be a good bow on the episode this episode not the uh the show's episode but in the end of the series it reminded me of how comedy shows are able to wrap themselves up and actually leave themselves satisfied for the because they can do wish fulfillment right and so it was just nice to just like tie a bow on the season and everything is sorry spoiler to the user just happy and you're just like excited for the future, excited to wait to come, and like you're excited to see more, but you don't have any, and you know that it's going to be like another three year production. So right. see you in the year like 2026 you with just some feel, one piece. Feel good that they got a victory over the villain, and now the yes. only question yes. is what's on the horizon. There's no yes. big lingering Pirates, like yes, oh yes. cliffhanger. So I agree, man. It left you feeling really good and wanting more. You just know they're going to get in more shit later on. Yeah, so oh yeah, brother. 
you have that to look forward to. Yeah. You know what? Well, I actually, I'd be remiss if I didn't. I got to get my negative Nancy hat on. Uh-oh. And I got to shit on that little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Kobe, dude. I already know where yeah, you're going I, with I, this, I, I hate Kobe. All my and friends hate Kobe. So, I think it's cool. You can tell he's probably going to get jacked and like become one of like the coolest people maybe on like he has the potential to be like just super marine and like i get that that's probably going to be his arc but god damn did he suck in season one i do not like that guy and i hope he falls eats a fruit and falls in the ocean well don't ever watch the anime bob because i i just wanted the reference to see how the live action compared to the anime and kobe is even worse in the anime no, that's, dude. that's unbelievable he's even worse he uh a lot of their voices sound like a lot of uh, voice actors from Dragon Ball Z. And I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he had young Gohan's voice, like little, little Gohan oh, who terrible. cried all the fucking time. I'm like, dude, annoying, annoying. Zoro did sound like Piccolo, though. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, Kobe was horrendous in anime. So don't watch it if you hate him. Well, and I do. <laughs> he is annoying, but... Glad that's the only gripe we had with the show, and I'm pleasantly surprised that you guys have all been into it. So, uh, fucking fingers crossed that the writer's strike didn't delay season two too bad. And on that note, thanks for listening, everybody. Fucking smooth sailing out there. Today, Chris, and not the original Chris, the other Chris, you're the king of my pirates. I'm part of your crew. Manakama. <laughs>